This is a message from the ministry of the International Baptist Church of Debrecen. For more information about our church, visit ibcdebrecen.com. Okay, so now let's open our Bible and take our spiritual food. We will uh, finish our series named Us Unseen World. We'll talk about many subjects, topic. We talk about the spiritual battle. We talk about angel, about the enemy. And today we will talk about a divine invitation. A divine invitation that the Lord sent to all of us. So, in France, when someone in your family or maybe a very close friend dies, it happens that by post you will receive a letter. And this letter will announce the bad news. And in this letter, there will be an invitation to come to the notary's office and to receive a share of the inheritance. This dead person took the time to invite you in his or her will before dying to take part of in this inheritance. And you know that, I think, because it's not just in France. Some people have been consoled, consoled and others have gone from poor to rich overnight. Some people have seen their life completely changed by this invitation. 2,000 years ago in Israel, a man came to earth and also died. And before he died, his father, the father of that man wrote for us a testament, a will to testify of his will. John 6 verse 40 said, For my father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. So it's the father will and the son die. And after this event, the friends of the father, the friends of that man who died, have started to go over the world to send an invitation to come to the God's office and take part in this heritage. So those who came and believed in Jesus were sealed by the Holy Spirit. They went from wretch to child of God. And as a child of God, they had an heritage. And for us, as brother and sister in Christ, as believer in Jesus Christ, you have an heritage. A wonderful heritage, a place of restoration, a place of peace called heaven or kingdom of God. So today we will come back to this promise, this heritage promised to encourage ourselves. Because as followers of Jesus, it's not always easy. With the difficulty of this life, we can sometimes be tired in the middle of the race. Sometimes it's so difficult that we start to turn our eyes in this world and not focus on the God promises. 
we can lose the direction. And when we lose the direction, the devil come and start to, uh, to plant bad seed in our heart. Remember, it happened to Azaf, the psalmist, in the Psalm 73, verse 12 to 14. It's the word of Azaf. Behold, they are the ungodly, who are always at ease. They increase in reach. Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hand in innocence. For all day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. And that, you know, can happen to us too. At this time, Azaf started to drift and lose completely the sight of the kingdom. He said something like that, surely I have cleansed my heart in vain and watched my end in innocence. He started to have doubt to follow God. He started to have regret. He started to change his direction. He started to drift until he came to the presence of the Lord. And when he came to the presence of the Lord, he started to understand. He started to come back to him. The, if we look at the verse 21 and 22, he started to say, Thus my heart was grieved, and I was vexed in my mind. I was so foolish and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. When we start to drift, we lose the sight. We don't understand what is going on. So, <laughs> this message is for the people who are going through difficult time. And I know in you, <laughs> we all spend time sometime in a difficult time. So whatever the difficulty you face, you have to hang on. You have to keep the line. Whatever the cost, it's not in vain. You follow the Lord and purify your heart every day. There is really a hope in this. This hope, you can find it in John 14, verse 1 to 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Wow. He will come back. There will be a second return of Christ. So if today you are in trouble, if you're suffering, you need to keep that in mind. He will come back. This suffering will go will ending one, one day. It will disappear. The pain will disappear. God will bring it to an end and make new everything new. So now we will read our main passage. It's Revelation 21, verse 1 to 8. It says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, 
the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud, vo a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I, gi I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who serves. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderer, sexually immoral, sorcerer, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burn with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Wow. You see, the testament, the heritage in his, his passage, it's a promise for us. God makes this promise for us. God saves us, he forgives us, and also he will take us to come in this wonderful place. Before we will develop what is our, in our testament, in our heritage, I will give you a short timeline of every event will happen before the new earth and the new heaven, and also the new Jerusalem. So let's start with our actual time. Our actual time, the Bible calls it the last day, or the last time, or the difficult time. We can find it in uh, uh, 2 Timothy 3, when uh, Paul started to talk to, uh, to uh, Timothy, and he said, uh, but know this, that in the last day, perilous time will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, waster, prude, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, etc. And also, the most important, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. So, here Paul makes a picture of the last day. And if we turn our head around us, it's kind of like that today. And also, we have other sign of this difficult time, this last time, from Israel. We know that Israel is, in, is a country from, from 48, 1948. It was not like that before. We know today the Hebrew people started to uh, add, finished to build every furniture for the third temple. By DNA, they uh, find the bloodline of the Levite who can perform the sacrifice. So everything 
is set to make the third temple. And that we know it's a prophecy in Ezekiel 36 to 40. We know about this third temple. It's a sign that Jesus will come soon. So after this event, we will have the rapture of the church. The rapture of the church because we are not destined for the God's wrath. You can take the picture of Noah. Noah, there is a big judgment will come in earth at the time of Noah. It's Genesis 6. And Noah did not perish with the unbeliever. It did not perish with the perverse generation. So the church will be raptured. You can find that in 1 Thessalonians 4. It talks about the rapture. After the rapture, when the church will uh, go with Jesus, will start the great tribulation. And the great tribulation will be the judgment of earth. It will be seven years of big judgment. It's symbolized by, by seven seals, seven trumpets, and seven bowls. And <laughs> tablets just start to doing crazy things. <laughs> so after the, when these seven years of great tribulation will be at the end, there will be the second return of Christ, the second coming of Christ. And when Christ will come for the second time, he will be, he, Satan will be bound for 1,000 years. And it will be 1,000 years, called the millennium. It will be uh, 1,000 years uh, reign of Christ on earth. So it will be time of peace. It will be time of restoration. And after this 1,000 years, there will be a last attack of Satan. Satan will be unleashed. But he will try to attack the saints, but a fire will come from the sky and will be defeated completely Satan. He will be thrown in the, lake of, uh, in the lake of fire. After this event will be the last judgment. And it's at this point where God, when God will destroy the first earth and the first heaven. And every people will rise to go in the front of the Lord to be judged. There will be a lot of books open, but if those people are not right in the book of life, they will be thrown, they will be judged with Satan. And after the last judgment, God will create everything new. So we are here in this message after the last judgment. It will be, after that, the eternal state of every believer in Jesus. So to give you a picture, I will try to be uh, as much uh, accurate as possible. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. And it's not only in Revelation 21 we learn about that. The previous thing will disappear. What you know here will disappear. Everything here will be completely destroyed. 2 Peter chapter 3 Verse 10 said, 
The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heaven will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. So everything will be destroyed. What we know today will be destroyed. So for us, it's really important to understand to don't put too much our eyes and our hearts in everything in the earth. It doesn't mean we need to don't do nothing. I don't say that. But it's the heart condition to don't love more what is here than God. I take an example for me. I live in a place it's really beautiful. I really loved it. I really love because uh, I'm just around the, the forest. Uh, the little animals are my uh, neighbor. I really loved it. It's really beautiful. But I know one day it will disappear. And I don't put my heart in it. If today uh, Jesus come and say, hey, it's time to go, I will just throw everything and uh, like Peter <laughs> when God called him. So there will be a new earth and a new heaven. And there will be a new city, a perfect city, a new holy city called the New Jerusalem. The Bible said in uh, Revelation 21, this city will shine like a precious stone and will be clear as crystal. So to give you some uh, picture on the slide, the wall around the city will be made with jasper. I don't know if you know a little bit the, the stone. I'm not uh, an expert, but I made some research about the jasper and I find one really popular who is red. But after, by keeping searching, I just saw in the earth there is a lot of kind of jasper with a lot of kind of color. You can see <laughs> there is a little bit of red, blue, uh, <laughs> black. So it's difficult to know <laughs> in what color will, will be the, <laughs> the wall. But the Lord is really, it's really amazing to imagine and just see how it can be with this wall of jasper. All around the world, the wall, there will be 12 gates made in pearl. And the city and the streets will be built in the pure gold, clear like glass. Pure gold like that. <laughs> so I don't know if we, it will be just shine a lot or be like the gold, because the gold cannot shine this uh, it's no, the, the gold to shine the gold need to have a special chemical uh, uh, things on it so it's a good question but everything will be in gold the foundation of the wall of the city were adorned with all kind of precious stone all kind of precious stone emerald diamond topaz I'm not an expert, but it looks like really beautiful. <laughs> so, after that, the new Jerusalem will be really, really big. The Bible said it will be 
a city with the same length, same width, and same height. It will be 12,000 furlongs. So, I don't know if we, it will be like a cube, or if the highest point of the city will be 12,000 furlongs. It doesn't mention in the Bible. But to give you a more accurate picture, 12,000 furlongs is around 2,400 kilometers. If you prefer to talk in miles, it's uh, 1,500 miles. I know we have uh, Americans, and <laughs> so 1,500 miles. If we uh, calculate the area, it will be around 6 million square kilometers. Can you imagine that? <laughs> so, I know it's like a big, uh, big number, but if you want to compare with something, it's almost big, is almost big as Australia. Australia is a 7 million uh, square kilometer. So on a map, you just like look like at uh, Australia, and it's almost the New Jerusalem. <laughs> so it will be really big. You know, when you go in Paris to visit, you can spend the years to try to visit everything, to try to visit uh, every beautiful thing you, you can. And it, I think it can take an eternity <laughs> to visit everything in the New Jerusalem. <laughs> so, the most important things, the New Jerusalem will be filled by the glory of the Lord. So it means God will dwell there with his people, not just for a couple of weeks, not just for one or two years, it will be forever. We will be with the Lord forever. Let's read Revelation 22, verse 3 to 5. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their forehead. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp, nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light. And they shall reign forever and ever. Wow. It's, uh, we will see the Lord face to face. You will see Jesus, and you will have conversation with Jesus, with the Father, with the Holy Spirit. But this time, the conversation, you will have no problem of communication. <laughs> Revelation 21 said in the verse 3, And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold the tabernacle of God, is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. The tabernacle of God is with men. The tabernacle was the place where Moses came to meet personally, uh, uh, have a, a personal meeting with the Lord. We will have the same uh, blessing as Moses. We will come in this place and see the Lord, talk with him. 
and it will be full of the glory of the Lord. There will be no night, no need for sun or light anymore, because the Lord will be the light. It says further, a river of the water of life will flow from the throne of God. And in the middle of the city square, the tree of life will bear fruit every month for the healing of the nation. It's the same tree of life in Eden. You know, when the Lord cast out Adam and Eve, he said, behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil, and now lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. So it was the big punishment, but now it will be restoration. There will be a place without pain, sickness, and death. <laughs> it will be, you know, uh, every winter I get almost too cold. It will be finished. <laughs> and I'm really happy of that. You know, I remember when I was young, when my dad had some pain and made that sound, and I just laugh about it. And now I realized it starts with me too. So, and I'm not so old, so that's the crazy things. We will have a new body. And with this body will be, uh, I don't have the word, <laughs> incorruption body. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 42 to 44. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption and it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor and it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body and it is raised a spiritual body. Amen. We will have this new body and it will change everything. In this place, there will be no tears and no crying. It will be finished, the people who will hurt you and make you so sad. Isaiah, Isaiah 51 verse 11 said, So the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness. Sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Everlasting joy. We cannot imagine that. It's too, it's too much for our brain. There will be a place without curse. There will nobody to curse you. There will nobody to arguing with you, to be mean with you. It will be finished because there will be a place without sin. The sin will be completely defeated. Isaiah 11, verse 6 to 9, and here we read one of my favorite passages in the Bible. So listen carefully. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. 
The leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion, and the faltling together. And a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like ox. The nursing child shall play by the crowbar's hole, and the winged child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as water cover the sea. It's we cannot imagine the wolf just beside the lamb without killing him. It's something we cannot imagine. Just the leopard lie down with the young goat. Imagine a little child just come and started to play with a viper, with a cobra. It seems completely crazy. And also, there will be a perfect consolation. A perfect consolation because all the things we live in the past will be past and completely forgotten. Isaiah 65 verse 17 said, For behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. You will be joyful because all of this pain you had in your past life You will ju it will never come to your mind. Maybe we will have some uh, memory of it, but it will not hurt you like before. So everything will be completely purified and restored. See, it's the God's perfect plan, and it's God's heritage for all son and daughter of God. So to conclude this message, With an heritage like that, we should not giving up. It's not worth it to give up. You should hang on whatever the things is difficult for you. Or the sin. Maybe you deal with a sin who is more... It's, today it's too much for you. You don't see good fruit about this sin. But whatever the fruit, whatever happened in your life now, You should fight it aggressively against what holds you back. Whatever the cost, continue to set yourself apart. Continue to sanctify yourself. The Lord calls you to live an eternal life in the new Jerusalem, not to fall with Babylon the Great. There is two cities in Revelation. At the end of the world, there is two cities. The first one come up and the second come down. We are not of those who give up. Amen. I will finish with this verse. Uh, Revelation 22, verse 12 to 15. The Lord said, Behold, I am coming quickly. He said that 2,000 years ago. I am coming quickly. And my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those 
who do his commandment. And in this verse, I preferred the NIV version who said, blessed are those who wash their robes. Let's continue. That they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gate into the city. But outside dogs and sorcerers and sexual immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever love and practice, practice lie. You know, the Lord don't use easy word. We can read in it. It's Jesus who talk. So continue to wash your word. It's worth it. Amen. Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your faithfulness. Thank you for everything. Thank you to be to let us be partaker of your kingdom. Thank you for this heritage. We know you are a good God, but, but when we read about this heritage, we don't have enough word to say how you are good, how you loved us, how you want us in your kingdom. Please, Lord, this heritage, it's, it's really awesome. We want to share this heritage. We want to invite people to believe in you and have this heritage. Please, Lord, fulfill, Lord, fulfill us by your Holy Spirit. We want to share this. It's really, really big. In the name of Jesus, I prayed. Amen. Thank you so much for lending us your ears and your time today. If your curiosity has been piqued and you'd like to learn more about our church and the work we do, please feel free to visit our website at ibcdebretson.com. Better yet, we warmly invite you to join us in person and experience our community firsthand. We look forward to welcoming you 